Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I am your host, Joe Zer Jr., and with me is my co-host, Joey Fitzsimmons. How's it going tonight, Joey? Not too bad, Junior. How about you? It's going pretty good, pretty good. Um, Ryan is going to join us, I think, shortly here. He wanted us to start early, but then he's, uh doesn't seem ready to roll, which is, <laughs> you know. We're finally hearing from the myth. Yes. And the myth, the legend. I think the only reason we're hearing from him is because he's hurt. But uh, anyway, he it's, he's always welcome on the show. But uh, I think his um, BMX racing hobby has come abruptly to an end, and he's just going to become a dirt jumper. But we'll talk about that when he gets on the show. But, um, hey, first... I would like to welcome our new sponsor, the Dakota Slideways Club. Whoop, whoop. Yes. And what they're advertising is, is their um, USRC racing race at the Brown County Fairgrounds, July 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th. Um, By the way, that's in uh, Aberdeen, South Dakota. Yes, in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Um, Sean Van Dalen will be the race director for that one. Um, I got to talk to him. I think I might do backup. That'd be awesome. Yeah, Send It RC is sending pro driver Seth Van Dalen to the track. Um, July 7th is going to be open practice from 3 to 9. July 8th is going to be open open practice from 11 to 4 then seating rounds will be from 6 p.m to 9 p.m saturday and sunday the i'm guessing saturday will be qualifying sunday will be racing races will begin at 10 a.m they're gonna offer your nitro buggy and truggy classes your electric buggy and truggy class four-wheel mod buggy 40 plus e-buggy that's interesting i won't be 40 I won't that was be an interesting class last time. Yeah, I won't be forty by then. So close. Four Are you wheel going? maybe. We'll talk about that in a bit. Four wheel drive SCT Sportsman. Four wheel drive stadium truck, aka mini truggy. And this is why I might go. And this is why I might build something special. Two wheel roll, please. Two wheel drive modified buggy. Jay Concepts is going to make really nice outdoor tires that I'm really pumped. I mean, dude, nothing is better on a mini truggy than sprinters with an open cell foam. But anyway, yeah, dude, you guys got to check it out. It's going to be a blast. That um, Check them out on Facebook. It's the Dakota Slideways RC Club. Um, yeah, and... If you have any more questions, hey, you know what? Next episode, I believe we're going to have the man himself, Jason Klinkner, on. So that will be awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, Okay. The Klink man, he's pretty cool. I like Klinker. Yeah. Klinkner, not Klinker. (laughs) Yes, you're right. I'm terrible with names, and without looking at his name, I'm kind of surprised I remembered it. Um, yeah, I've raced with Jason with, um, with a lot of, uh, well, back in, not back in, a couple of years ago with the MNRC and stuff like that. 
Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so should we start jumping into the non-Rhine question? Should we start jumping in on my rough race day? What should we jump into? Should we jump into next week's racing? Let's go. Uh, let's talk about your rough weekend you had. All right. So, uh, I went to the 510 trophy race where you were you showed up late as hell yeah i had to drop my girlfriend off at the airport she flew out to philadelphia saturday morning oh i wasn't planning on going but i was on the phone with clayton for about an hour and a half on friday night and he finally convinced me he said get that four-wheel running dude i want to see you run that four-wheel so i'm like all right yeah brought everything for it got it all together and ran four-wheel and two-wheel mod clayton was super late too (laughs) Yeah, he, uh, I showed up about 10 minutes after he did. Yeah, he got one battery pack, and I don't think you got any. Um, so anyway, my race day, to be fair, qualifying was up and down. My mini truggy was good, it was just harder for me to be consistent with it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my stadium truck was dialed again. Uh, I went through my stadium truck totally. And I found a bunch of little crap, like four or five little things that all together would have made the truck really evil the last time I raced it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Fix those little things. Biggest things were um, on the steering rack, you know, on the, um, on the bell cranks, you have the two screws that uh, put it into the bulkhead. Yep. Uh, one was totally broken and the other was three quarters broken oh no so i'm like that will really wreck you oh yeah so i'm like okay yeah you know got my truck dialed truck was really good i just i wasn't consistent on the track which dude the i'm gonna say this the layout the sands the rhythm section was fantastic I personally hated the rhythm section myself. That's just me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but that's just me. Some people like it. Some people don't. And that's every track, every, you know, somebody's got something with every track. Yeah. Like uh, at Thunder, um, I don't hate the wall ride, but I dislike it because I'm not consistent on the offside of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's a me problem. So anyway, I qualify second in stadium truck for a while. Like in the start of the races, I, I could see Clayton and he was just inching away. And then I'd make a mistake and he was just way gone. Mm-hmm. Um, with mini truggy, now this is where the frustration came in. And what happens is when you're mad, you have to analyze the situation. You have to analyze why you're really mad because irrational thoughts come into your head, you know. And when you're mad and not hurt, part of you is at fault. If you're just hurt, that means you were 100% done wrong, which I was not. I was mad. I was almost as mad as when I left uh, Duluth in June. 
And I'll explain that in a second because all I did today was think. I wasn't looking forward to doing this podcast because I knew I was going to have to talk about this and I didn't know exactly what I was going to say about this. Mm-hmm. So... I was mad at myself because on the first warm-up lap on the rhythm section all day long with the mini truggy, believe it or not, with the mini truggy, I felt more safe doing the quad double. Um, yeah, I did the uh, same with mine too when I was running and when that layout first came about. Yeah, and the quad double seemed to be safe if you hit it right and fast at the same time. Well, I was talking to KP about it, and KP's like, I like to double, double, double out. It's more consistent. I'm like, but I ha- I think I have a little more snort on the bottom end than he's got. Mm-hmm. Because, um, yeah, it's, man, he still hasn't PM back. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyways, because I have a 6.0, and I don't know if he's got a 5.5 or a 6.5, but he's got a half-wind motor. The O motors have more bottom end torque. So I was able to take the inside line. So what happened to me was, okay, I qual- this is where I'm still angry at the situation. And the other people, there were other people that said they would have done the same situation. Those other people are wrong. I'm going to flat out say it. You always take the majority of the class to the main. I was mad because I was warming up for a main I wasn't supposed to be in. Okay. But then I was Mm -hmm. mad at myself because on the first warm-up lap, I went for it. My truck shot outside of that rhythm section, and I did a head-on with Ben Sovacool. And I'm looking at my truck right now. To fix it, it was about 60 bucks. I am kind. I checked the chassis up and down, left and right. The chassis is still somehow true. I was shocked at that. I mean, did you see the hit? I did not see the hit. Whew. So basically, Ben's going full speed down the straightaway, and I'm coming down full speed into the straightaway, and we hit head on. Okay, so what? Mm-hmm. Um, I horseshoed a Lunsford HD tie rod. I wrecked a gearbox. Um, I broke an A arm. I broke the shock tower, and God, I broke something else. It ended up being sixty bucks between Lunsford and A main. It would it would have been less for Lunsford, and it would have been less for A Main too. But you know, with the Technos, you have to buy the gearboxes in a pair, and okay. so you got to buy a front and a rear. They don't sell them separately. And with Lunsford, they would it was the same deal. You had to buy the pair. They wouldn't just sell you one. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyways, that's why, you know. I left the track because that wasn't a good place for me to be. And believe it or not, so that post I made on Facebook, can you, I 
edited that uh, edited it about five times before I posted it. Because mm-hmm. my wife even looks at it, she goes, "Oh, you don't." She goes, "There's a lot of words missing there that you deleted." I'm like, "Yeah," and then eventually I <laughs> deleted the post. So, anyway, that's why I'm pissed off because I was in. A, if that would have happened for the warm up of the A. I would have been pissed 100% at myself. I would have been deflated, all that, but it would have been more acceptable. And that's where my issue comes in. Everybody says, oh, I would have done four and five too. You're wrong. You're you're 100% wrong if that's what you think. You always take the majority to the main. Always. So... Anyway, did he, did, 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 what did what did he do? Did he did do five and four? He did uh, four in the A, five in the B. Oh, I mean, at that point, it's up. To, I mean, no, it's not. You, I, you I always take I the majority. I haven't, that, and that's where I haven't been. I haven't been in that situation to say whether or not each way is right or wrong. Just I go by what I hear. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm I'm telling you now that, and this is, I talked to a few other race directors, and they said, yeah, that's wrong. You know, you you take the majority to the A every time in that situation. Okay. So we're gonna call Ryan in a second here, but really quick. Um, so I actually finally thought about why I was mad about the Duluth situation all the way back in June. Mm-hmm. I'm mad at myself that I cased a big step up and put my mini truggy upside down in a big, big, big puddle. But I was mad at Duluth because they have five figures in the bank and they can't afford to fix their leaky hoses. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get it. So it's one of those situations to where I had a lot of clarity today because I never really... After after the whole Duluth situation, I never really thought about it afterwards. I just stayed pissed off. But I'm like, so after I figured out the 510 situation, I'm like, you got to figure out why you're mad at yourself first. And then you got to figure out ratios. I'm not going to talk about ratios on here, but there's ratios, you know. Mm-hmm. So, hey, let's give Ryan a call here. Yeah. I'm going to... Let's see here. We are. Hold on. It won't, come on. Sorry. I am just not working well today. <laughs> come on. Add. There we go. It's calling him. We started 15 minutes early for him, and he wasn't ready. Now he's two minutes late. <laughs> two minutes late to the call. Yeah. Calling now. It says still calling. So you remember that uh, I just found this out actually yep. last weekend, but you made a, a YouTube about uh, RC sponsors. Yeah. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. That was the extra oh, yeah. normal video. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I knew nothing about it until I was reminded of it. I'm like, oh, I never knew he did this. Oh yeah. Up until uh, Joe 3 was racing, I was against um, the 50% deal. 
Okay. I'll be wide open about it. I don't care. I I hate to be that guy, but I was against it until I needed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't answer again. Ryan G. Unavailable. Mm. Oh, I'll call again. I'll hit call again. So, anyway. I'm sitting here doing uh, some two-wheel maintenance. Yeah. No, there. you can go back on this podcast and find situations where I was talking smack. But the thing about that is, um, also, I won't take any sponsor. Like, I picked J Concepts as a tire sponsor to go for. Mm-hmm. But let's say VP Pro came up to me and said, I'll give you a 100% deal right now. I would tell him to go kick rocks. Really? Oh, yeah. It's not about the deal. It's about, do I run this product? Can I be a value to the company? Which, I mean, I'll tell you what. The only place I see it is Donathan Racing. When I sign on to my account and see all the referral points I got. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm good for the company. Um, other companies, you don't get to see that. But with Donathan, you do. But um, also, is the company good for me? You know, VP... We'll say VP Pro Tires and, let's say, Caster Racing. That wouldn't be good for me. Really? Just because they give you a deal, you know, they're not the same level of product of other companies. I've I've actually, way back in the day tried certain products and was kind of sponsored and I was the oddball out thinking oh man people don't know about this shit then what I did learn is people do know about that stuff they test it under the radar and they know it's not good Mm -hmm. you know what I mean it's oh man so, anyway, you know, uh, Ryan says he, uh, okay, I'm sorry. Anyway, so, hey, let's keep talking about um, 510. It looked like uh, your cars were a little rough, too. Um, were you just tire issues, or, because it's like you started going, and then you're, oh, we lost the call here. Let me pause this. All right, we're back. All right, sorry. So, Joey, uh, yeah, I was saying your car looked a little squirrely compared to others. Do you think it was tires, or do you think you were a little overpowered? Uh, it was definitely tires. Yeah. I had uh, J-Con Ellipse Silver's front and rear, and the set of rears I had, I think, were in the bag a little too long. They, they were a little greasy. Oh, yeah, totally. I also think the track had a little bit of grease in it yet. Yep. Well, so that happens. And that, you yeah. know, that's why on clay, I've chosen to drive trucks because the trucks don't feel the grease nearly as bad. Yeah. 
But then uh, I didn't get my four-wheel going until the last round of uh, qualifying. Okay. So I ran second round qual, two-wheel mod, and four-wheel mod. My uh, two-wheel drive car, I put some uh, really good broken in. All right, we just missed a whole bunch. My recording tanked on me. Actually, I tanked the recording. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about Joey's rest of the 510 after this. Um, we're with Ryan Greening. Ryan was just, um, God, he just regaled us with a bunch of good stories, too. I feel like, <laughs> dude, this is like the first time this has ever happened to me. It happens to all the podcasters. I feel like the biggest dummy in the world. So Ryan, um, yeah, if you feel like regaling us about um, your little BMX, uh, not little, your BMX app. Why did I say little? That's such a dipshit thing. <laughs> your yeah, I had a I had a big whole ass BMX crash. Yep. Um, I yeah, I had a really unfortunate accident. Uh, I was practicing at the indoor track in Isanti. I broke a bunch of bones. I, I, I broke off my clavicle. I shattered my scapula into three pieces. I broke a bunch of ribs, punctured lung, lacerated spleen, and concussion. So essentially, uh, my BMX racing future for the for the near you know the near future is over. Yeah. Uh, I sold my two race bikes, my beautiful like my dream bikes, right? Like the ones that you wished you could build when you were younger and you didn't yeah. have any money. Yeah. Those are what I built. And, uh, it was hard to watch them go, but I, I knew if they were sitting in the, in the garage, I was going to convince myself that, Oh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll maybe go just a, a little, little bit. bit slower. And then, and that's just not the case. I, unfortunately I'm at a point right now where, um, I can still go really fast. Like I, I was going 32 miles an hour when I had my crash, that's my top speed. See, um, I didn't have a, I didn't have a speedometer on me, but I've I've had um, telemetry on me before. So and thirty uh, two is my max speed. We so. we've talked about this before. Um, at Mal did you ever race at Malacca with the Deathgate? No, no, I never did make it there. Okay, um, I was a Raybines guy. Yep, my max speed there, I was clocked at twenty eight. And you know what? Sure. I, I was freewheeling on my bike. I would have had to gear yep. up another tooth to go any faster. That's right. that's the fastest I've ever gone. So people don't think four miles an hour it more is a lot, but the, let me tell you, twenty eight felt like sixty two. Oh, I, I mean, twenty eight miles an hour probably would have done the same amount of damage. It's, yes, it's very fast. It doesn't sound fast. It's super fast. It when is. You're, when you come to a complete stop on it looks like dirt but it's essentially concrete yeah. it's it's a big ass deal so that that yeah. was unfortunate but um i was telling you guys earlier that uh either right when i was in the hospital or right when i got out we found out that there was a, a prospective birth family that was looking into us yep. we ended up meeting them I, I met them um i suppose it was it was just shy of two weeks after my accident, I'm still hobbled up here today, but last, last Thursday when we met, I was still in fairly rough shape. I, I had just come off of the, the narcotics and I, you know, I kicked all that so that I wasn't taking any drugs. And, um, anyway, yeah, we met the birth family. They happened to be huge motocross fans. 
we oh no we we <laughs> hit it off like gangbusters and uh 15 minutes into the conversation the the birth mother leaned over and she said just so you guys know you're getting these babies and uh so yeah that was that was the best day of me and my wife's uh lives i'm gonna be for sure i'm gonna be the father of twin boys yeah that's, in two to four weeks god i wish i could fake the conversation we had while we weren't recording we're gonna go in a different <laughs> we're gonna go in a different direction now though um yeah so are the parents going to be involved in the kids' life? Definitely. Not not, you know, actively. Yeah. But um our our children are always gonna know where they came from. That's awesome. And that yeah, we we anticipate that, you know, they're gonna hopefully see them like once a year, maybe birthdays. Yep. Something like that. Um we I don't imagine a point where we're not gonna be getting along with these people. We right. We pretty much felt like best friends with them after we let. So we had this meeting, right? And they they bring social workers. There's social workers present so they can mediate the conversation. Our social workers were looking at each other and laughing because they're like, what are we even doing here? Because uh, between us and the birth family, we didn't, you know, shut up for three straight hours. Right. And um, Yeah, it just, yeah, it was the, it was the best conversation we've ever had so many similarities and they're in a position where they, they need to focus on the, uh, the five children that they currently have and, and other oh. circumstances that, you know, see, that's going to be my next question. Are they just young or something else? Oh yeah. They're, yeah, they're young. They have five kids. Uh, one has very, very special needs okay. and they're both, um, they're both about a year out and they're, they're working on things personally too. And uh, they f- they felt it was in the best interest of the children and the best interest of themselves and their current family to uh, to make this decision. Which um, you know they were worried that people were going to judge them, and it's like, no, you don't understand. Without somebody making a call like you are right now, we don't ever get to have a family. Right. So exactly. Yeah. And you guys have been waiting about it. Yeah, you guys have been. Why is it you and your wife can't have a kid of your own? What's that? I said, why is it you and your wife can't have a kid of your own? Well, it's not for lack of trying, Joey. We, uh, <laughs> I, I've basically been trying since the day I met her, and uh, oh. we never had any luck. We we threw every penny we had at uh, having our own kids, and mm-hmm. it just it just never worked out. So that yeah. yeah, we had to go down this. It it was uh, yeah, it's not by choice. I'll it tell was, it. Uh, right. It was something that we had to do to have kids. I'll tell you this, Joey, too, and it, it seems like. You hit a certain clock, but your body doesn't let you know. So, like, the wife literally goes with the first kid, hey, maybe we should start trying to have a kid soon. Bang, instantly done. First kid on the way. (laughs) And then we're like, maybe we should start trying to have a second kid. We want him about two years apart. Holy shit, that took forever. We, we, We got it done. But they're closer to three years apart, and the, you know, the reason being is because every year that goes by, the harder and harder and harder it is. Yep. You know, absolutely, and and it was never going to happen for us anyway. My yeah, you know, my my wife had been married previously, and um, she was never able to get pregnant with anyone. So yeah, it was it was always. I mean, from basically from. The day I met her, I knew that this was going to be the road that we were taking. Yep. I didn't think it was going to take this long, but now that it did, 
I mean, this is like the best scenario we can think of. It's it's short term. It's going to be very expensive and very tiring. But long term, we aren't going to have to go through the adoption process again. And it's it's going to save a lot of time and heartbreak and money. So, yeah. yep. You yeah. know, plus, I mean, hopefully, uh, hopefully my boys have a built in best friend for life, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, that's the Absolutely. way it works. Um, I have a friend that's got twins and well, what's funny with that situation? Well, okay. Him and his wife should have ever gotten married and they just got a divorce <laughs> 13 years later. Oh, bummer. Well, the, she was, um, yeah. anyway, anyway, <laughs> so I'll, I'll get you, I'll, I'll speed you up on the situation before, but before we were on, before you were on, we were talking yeah. about situations to where you should be mad and where you should be hurt. You should be hurt if you did absolutely nothing wrong and you were wronged. You should be mad if you did something, but they did something. You know what I mean? And I'll tell sure. you, I'll yeah. tell you what, my buddy was, is still mad. It's been several months and he's still mad. It's like, what, yeah. what did you do? Cause I had a, had an inner look at myself today, but anyway, um, what I was going to say though, is his kids are like best friends. Cause you know, well, he, awesome. he knocked her up two months into knowing her and I started laughing my ass off. Cause Beth was pregnant with Jackie at the time. And he's letting me, cause I work with this guy. I've worked with this guy for 19 years and I'm like, dude, I'm going to laugh. You're going to have fucking twins. I know it. He goes, shut up, man. No way. No way. Bang, twins. I'm like, I rule. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, looking forward to it. But I, so I'm, you know, I, I took the money from selling off my BMX bikes. I'm building up an e-buggy. That was a plan that I made two days before I found out I was getting twins. But you know what? I, I'm going to have a lot of time at the house where, you know, napping and feeding and changing diapers and just getting to know each other and uh i'll be able to sneak away here and there build the kit and if it collects dust for a little while then so be it but um me and my wife have a really good relationship to where um it's not going to be a problem for me to want to go do a hobby once in a while whatsoever Uh, so i'll be i'll be able to get to the track and play a little bit here and there i'll tell you this much I'll tell you this much, and I wish I would have done it more. Beth is more of a giver than me. And retrospectively looking back, she let me go on so many race days, and then when I wasn't racing, I was at home with her. But, you know, I never told her to go get the hell out of the house. Go, you know. So let's say you go racing as soon as you possibly can, tell the wife, hey, get the, get the hell out of the house. Go do something fun with your friends. I got this, that type of situation. Because I'll tell you what, I totally, yeah. I totally yep. had it the whole time, but I was going through a real lazy piece of shit phase in my life that sure. I wasn't, I was barely thinking of anybody besides myself and, sure. you know, that's terrible on my end. But that's the best advice I can give you. Because I, I know you're both going to be great parents and you're both going to have a lot of fun. But, yeah, man. Thanks, ju- Joe. Yeah. yeah ju- I'm going to take that and run with it for sure. Yeah. Just little things like that are so huge. For sure. For sure. 
one other little thing I got. So, and this is just in general for both of you. So comes Christmas, birthdays, anniversaries. You never know what you're going to get your wife. Well, that's because she tells you what you what she wants year round. You're <laughs> not taking right? no. You're not taking notes. You hear it yeah, when it happens, yep. but you're not. That's like a dog whistle. So uh, <laughs> under my podcast notes, I have a gifts for Beth notes because she's yeah. hard as hell to shop for. And dude, I nailed Christmas and I nailed our fucking anniversary because of that. Well, good job, Jill. Yeah, just just a little helpful, little helpful tip for all the listeners that helps. Yeah, you know. Anyway, so Ryan, we don't have you for too long, right? Yeah, let's. Uh, do you want to get into questions? Yeah, we'll get into some questions. We'll. Ooh, that is the wrong deal. Hey, real quick though, Joe. Yep. I was so excited to get on this podcast. Did the did anything interesting happen this weekend or? Uh... Or what? Yeah, you'll have to listen to the beginning. We already went through her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, oh, I'll that, be listening. That that's where my um, that's where my, you have to look at why you're angry and not hurt. Yeah. That's where that yep. comes in. No, I hear it, Joe. It, not all of us have done it, but almost all of us that are passionate about racing. We we all have those days, right? Oh yeah, but so, no, so absolutely, yeah, absolutely. like yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, at Duluth, I was remember the Duluth situation. I was screaming, yelling, and pissed at the five ten. I marshaled the race after. I packed my stuff and I left. Yeah, right and that on. that post I left was about the fifth draft. <laughs> okay, I, I haven't seen it. I've I, I heard well, some rumblings on Sunday when I was racing, and that's it. Well, I deleted it Sunday oh, morning. Right on. Yeah. So let's get into questions. Uh, Mike Glider's always got a few questions. He goes, uh, say you have a B6.2, and with the 6.3 kit out, is it worth buying upgrades you see fit or just getting the new kit? This question goes for any kit. As a, yeah, you know, I've done both. Uh, what do you guys think? I think it's always worth upgrading myself. Um, I've upgraded, but also you got to pay attention when your stuff's clapped out and you need a new car too. Go ahead, Joey. I say it's all what you you think you can afford for it. That's Personally, true too. Since I'm since I'm cheap, I will just upgrade to the next gen chassis. Yep. And like, let's say you know you get a six three that comes out in the middle of winter. Yep. Well, just wait till next season and buy the new car, get the updates for your current car, run those, and then buy a new car for the beginning of the next season. Right, right. And, you know, we're also going to get, you know, there's a lot of people that just got a B6.3. I'm, I'm going to say it now, and it's in my notes. Chances are there's a new car coming out, and they're pissed off. <clears throat> I'll say this. What makes a B6.3 a bad car? You know what I mean? I haven't driven one, so I I can't even really speak to this no, question because nothing. I am still super happy. Even though I got rid of my clay car, I yep. loved it. There was nothing wrong with my 6.2D, and I'll say the same thing about my 6.2 carpet. There's nothing wrong with it. You're it's, right. 
good it's good enough for the type of competitive that I am at this point, which is not very. Yep. I'm just in it to have fun. I still require a solid car, and it's a solid car. Yes, there, there's. My point was going to be is there's nothing wrong with the current car you have just because a brand brand new car is coming out. We all sure. want to have the most updated bling, but you also oh, have yeah. to look at the mileage it's on your car. And until you start getting beat the crap out, of, like <laughs> my dad had the same. He started with an RC10 pan car. And he kept on upgrading, upgrading, upgrading all the way to World's Kit. Well, he he was the last holdout to get a RC10 B2, and he waited until he got beat like he had never been before. <laughs> you know, uh, you can always be a holdout. It, it never hurts. The wily to be old fox he senior. Is. He is. He also What's said, he doing for racing currently? Is car- he still a Thunder Road guy? Carpet off-road, and uh, he's doing uh, on-road also. He's got an Osmatics oh, cool. 12 scale. Right on, I, so I, he's, I run, he's running at MMR? Yeah, yeah, MMR and Duluth. Uh, what's up, Joey? Have you guys ever rebuilt the ball diff with the clear protect grease? No. And had just mm. barely enough of that grease to fill out your ball diff? <laughs> no no I, I overdo it yeah, every time b- barely enough I, I, probably wasn't quite enough I'm sitting here rebuilding my ball diff and I had like just under a quarter of this tube left and yeah. it's all gone no way you don't have like the the free shit that comes with kits you don't have those things stored up from over the years I do somewhere <laughs> I, I would look for it after this podcast for sure. Exactly. I, I Find it, Joey. Yeah. Uh, Mike yeah. Ladder is also wondering, also a nitro question, how often should an engine be torn down and rebuilt for us Joe Schmoes and not pros? And then, two to three uh, gallons. Yep, two to three. You're right, right there. Always replace the front bearing and sometimes the rear. And I always rebuild mine every time it blows up. So. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's also good. As long as long as you didn't blow a hole in the side of the block, it's fine. Yep. Uh, he also goes, fuel line and tank, uh, how to clean, when do you replace the fuel? I replace the fuel line about every two to three gallons unless it's damaged. Um, the fuel tank, that's more of a fuel situation. Let's say it starts doing weird stuff at, on you like you're rich when the tank's full and you're super lean when the tank's empty. Replacing the fuel tank would be one of my steps to remedy that. What do you think? Any of you guys got I I just gas and go. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, uh, go ahead. I it, it, When it comes to replacing fuel line, I just do it as needed. Yeah. Um. After after uh, race, uh, what do you do to your fuel system? You know, unless it's between seasons... If I'm racing the car at least once a month, I just leave fuel in it. Oh, yeah. I, yep. I still have fuel in mine from Omaha like a month and a half ago. <laughs> so, yep, I, yeah, I leave fuel in too. Yeah, so yep. I'll put a dropper or two of uh, after run in the... I'll take the plug out, put like one or two drops in the carb and one or two drops in the piston and then just quick zink and call it a day. 
Um, yeah. Uh, Keith Aaron Hodges is wondering, do sponsorship contracts have etiquette and behavior requirements? Some do, some don't. You know where that came from, right? Yeah. <laughs> if if I, they do, we're hoping they ignore them. Yeah, no, um, you can listen to the beginning <laughs> of the podcast. I'm, and I have nothing to hide, and if you want to go to my spot, I don't fucking care. Anyway... <laughs> Yeah, we all blow up. I there's there's no what? there's none of this holier than thou BS. No, there uh, isn't. And I've I've broken my own hand by slamming it on a driver's stand before, so I'm not gonna stand on top of a pedestal and look down on you, Joe. Yeah, no. I think it's hilarious because I've been waiting for the old Joe to show up forever so I could be on the show and talk about it, but you guys <laughs> already got to that. So, but anyway, uh, what I was gonna say is though too is. I was a little bit loud in the pits when I saw I was in the B. But I'm like, dude, I'm just not going to come back here again if this is the way it's going to be run. And that's what I was saying. And then that the situation happened in warm-up. And I go, I'm done with this place. Bummer. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to listen to the show because I, all I know is hearsay. And yeah, oh, yeah. I'm looking for the facts. Yeah, so. no, hearsay is BS. Um, yep. Well, some, some is correct. Some is BS. And you know, if what else we got? If gigantic, if people want to be gigantic pussies and talk behind my back and not in my face, I'm gonna find out who you are. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, Dale Reek is saying, "What do you guys feel is a good amount of time to spend on track layouts practicing, especially a new layout before a race?" I say. All the practice. I say you should have a good hold on the layout in two packs. I mean, you you can obviously practice more and more and more and get faster and faster and faster, obviously. But you should, a good consistent track, you should have the hold of it within two packs to close to your ability. Let's say 85% to 90% of your ability, two packs. At a, I'd say as a seasoned racer, yes. When I when I got into it and I lived a whole lot closer to the five ten, yeah, I was going down during the week to put time in, yeah. The, but it, I guess I guess it was fifty fifty, right? Some of it was learning the layout, but more of it was just the same thing that we always go back to, which is stick time. Yeah, and you cannot replace it. But also, let's say your car's screwed up in one way or another, and you're trying to out practice a bad car that can also happen too for sure yeah um doug reek is wondering will ryan make it to the track this summer oh (laughs) the plans were there i i i'm thinking late 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 summer early fall um we'll probably have a, a good handle on things to where it's not a big deal for me to take off one Saturday because I definitely want to get to FTR and do a Saturday race. And if, if I don't do that, it'll be um, it'll be just a practice day when the track's in halfway decent condition, and I'll you know message a bunch of people and see if I can get some of my friends out to the track the same day. But yeah. I'm I'm definitely gonna try. I uh, I'll be a little more reconnected to RC now that I I don't get my racing fix from BMX. Yep. So. Um, we got a couple of four tech questions from Keith Hodges and Frank Miller. Uh, Keith goes, not a question. Oh, and I'm sure Ryan will cover spec four 
four tech at dollar everyone should buy one enjoy most fun i've ever had in rc and frank goes yeah more info on the four tech class is there currently enough to run a class that's a good question yeah it's Ryan? a freaking riot yeah joey yeah go ahead joey well, i was like that, that was that was for you to oh yeah answer that um, since yeah, you're it's there a freaking riot uh we had six on Sunday, which at dollar for on-road, that's a really good number, especially since we literally just, uh, between my, myself, mostly John Schroer, and a lot of help from Brian Post, kicked this class off the ground. Yep. Uh, I've got about $350 into my car. It's it's my very first ever race car that says Traxxas on the side. Oh. Traxxas name and radio control, homie. I'm yeah. super excited about it. There. It's such a blast because uh, you don't care all that much, so you're not nearly. I'm not nearly as nervous when I'm driving my Fortech as I am my my 215 touring car. And um, yeah, it was just fun. It's it's a really neat entry level class. It's way better than Euro Truck because the car actually isn't all that bad, and it it didn't take me very much to do it. So John's been John's been going in. And um, trying to figure out what the best, best package is. Yep. But I've been doing what I do and keeping it really simple and trying to get the car really decent by doing as few adjustments as possible. And I think that will help people that want to buy this car and want to get into on-road and don't have all the know-how. We're, we're there to help everyone do right. it. And, right. um, yeah, we, we had a blast on so, Sunday. It was yeah. great. What, what messed up, uh, slash was, so I was part of the beginning of the slashes. I, yeah. that was the only tracks I ever had actually for only a couple races, but I had one and I was part of that early group. We started with a couple guys and I sold mine when there were 30 guys running it. Mm. That literally happened within like, it exploded. Yeah. And it stayed like that for forever until people realize that if I buy a brand new one every two weeks, I will be so much faster than the guy who's got a half a season on his. Okay. And that wrecked it. Yeah, I don't think anybody's really doing that at dollar. It's uh Not spec yet. slash spec slash is working. Yep. There right now. Which is awesome to see because it's a it's a hilarious class. It's so funny. Um, most people don't take it too seriously. They're just having a really good time with a really bad vehicle. Yep. And um, that's kind of what we're doing in Fortech spec, except for it's it's actually halfway decent when you get it right. Yep. So, yep. Um, yeah. so Keith also goes, any tips for new on-road racers thinking of getting a 12 also? Any suggestions and tips? All right. I'm the 12 scale guy here. Um. <laughs> There's about don't do it. <laughs> no, there's about a list of 25 things you need to do to your car between every single run. But once you get used to doing those things, most of it's just checking things. You know what I mean? Once you get used to checking those things, it's 15 minutes of work to your car between every run. Talk to John Wita. John Wita has a checklist that he goes through after every single run to his cars same with kevin van Ert, any of the top 12 scale drivers because even if you didn't touch anything 
on the track, which is unlikely. None of us are per- even, you know, Weeda and Van Ert hit a board here and there. You know, they are sensitive, but they're awesome to drive. You would need a tweak board. You would need the proper tools. Um, I would not. I know, Ryan, you did it differently, but he's talking about racing and, you know, the, the easiest path to having a good time is because, mm-hmm. well, like on a Roche, you know that uh, pivot ball on the rear pod of a Roche, and that's it, a 12 skip, all 12 skip. I don't know if the new Osmatics has one, to be honest with you, but um, most 12 scales have that pivot ball. If that thing gets the slightest hitch that you can barely feel, the car will become evil and undrivable. Sure. So, anyway, yeah. Um, all right. Aiden's got one. Um, Aiden. Woo! My guy. Yeah. Best voice Aiden. in RC podcasting by far. He goes, um, did you always plan to be back so soon? Ryan. Yes, I did. Yeah. I, I knew that uh, once it wasn't a permanent thing, uh, that I would... Yeah, I knew it wasn't going to be very long before I was like, hey, man, can I, you know, can yeah. I come back on for a night? <laughs> yeah. Shoot the shit with you. Yeah. Chop it up. And, you as, know, uh, the cool podcasters say. Yeah. Um, he also goes, when you crashed your bicycle was the first thought. I am glad I don't need to talk about this on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he had I, to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you know, although it was a, a shitty deal, it's a fun story. I'd, um injuries have been a part of my entire life i'm no stranger to them this was by far the biggest accident that i've ever had in my racing endeavors i cannot believe that it happened you know on a kid's bike (laughs) but uh that that's the way that's the way the cookie crumbles that wouldn't have happened on a cruiser ryan i was actually riding my cruiser really yep oh yep it was violent i i would never be able to repeat what happened it was such a freak accident um but it was a wake-up call it was a wake-up call that i go too fast for how old i am yeah um is mod racing the way forward god i love mod two-wheel drive buggies i love driving them obviously we can't really get the racing going locally we've tried several times but for my money if I'm, going to the it's, it's if I'm going coming to the 510, it's coming a little bit. That's the car I want to drive. It's coming a little bit, but I'll tell you this Good. much: um, a lot of the guys competing in, like, let's say mod four wheel, the majority of the guys have a 13.5 in their car. Sure. You know, you can only go so fast. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, them things are wicked fast right now, anyway. Yeah, with the 13.5. It's like I could see putting a 10.5 in my wheeler on carpet and maybe getting a little more out of it, and then after that it kind of gets out of hand for no mm-hmm. reason. It's hard just to be hard. Mm-hmm. More from – hold on. Sorry about this. Question for Ryan on the Fortech. This is from Keith Hodges. Do you – do you think someone could be competitive with the Traxxas TQI radio? I I haven't used it, so I honestly don't know. My my guess, my initial thought is you would be better off 
with a more competitive radio, but you don't have to go crazy. Yeah. Um, San Juan I, MTS is a hundred dollars or one hundred and fifty. Exactly, right there, boom! You're you're into a way better receiver setup at that point. Yeah. So, but I I honestly haven't tried one, and and I know I don't want to swear it off because maybe it is maybe it is just as drivable because the car it's heavy, it's yep. slow, it's cumbersome, and maybe that radio won't slow you down. Are you so, familiar with that radio, Joey? Not that familiar, no. I'm not familiar with it either. Um, uh, here's the deal. If you can turn down the steering travel and you can adjust simple things like your brakes, maybe you could get away with the TQI radio. I'm just not familiar with them. But, like, you got to be able to adjust endpoints and all that crap. Yeah, mm-hmm. being able to, uh, to bring down my brake level was uh essential on sunday for sure i, br- I brought it down to like 50 percent epa yeah so um tips of focusing for five minute races our turf track is 11 to 13 second laps and can be hard to focus and breathe through your eyes <laughs> i'd like some of these too so what do you guys got um so i've been um Taking, you know, I've taken yoga and I've started again recently. And you do a lot of breathing exercises uh, in them, and they help with jujitsu. They kind of help with racing, but they don't help as much as they do with jujitsu. Um, control your breathing, though. Uh, square breathing. Take the same amount of inhale through the nose. Exhale same amount of time through the mouth. Relax your shoulders and relax your eyes to the best of your ability. It's hard because your heart's pumping, but the more you can relax, you shouldn't be able to pinch a penny between your butt cheeks. (laughs) You know, and that's tough to do to relax that much. What do you think, Joey? Uh, you think is your biggest one. Make sure you breathe because if you don't breathe, then you're going to start panicking. Make, um, I know with, with the uh, when we're racing big cars, we normally don't concentrate on breathing. Okay. But whenever we whenever we get the chance, under caution, it's like you said, same amount of inhale as or yeah, same amount of exhale as inhale. Yep. Um. And make sure you blink. Yes. If you don't blink. If I mean, this is all stuff that you don't think about, but your eyes will dry out and. Everything will become blurry because it's happened to me many, 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 many times. With the uh, um, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. And and then you just got to make yourself, you know, remind yourself that you have to do it. And then also just zoning out your surroundings too. Yep. I mean, you know, don't zone out the announcer, but zone out all the other drivers. Yep. Um, with the A scale on road race, I didn't blink for about twelve minutes. And luckily, I blinked on a slow part of the infield because after 12 minutes, I blinked, and then I went blind. All I could see was sunlight and white. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It sucks so bad. Yeah, it's so rough. Yeah, I 
pulled over and rubbed my eyes for about five seconds and I was good to go, but I lost a spot or two. Or I was able to pull over, thankfully. I'm glad I didn't do it on the straightaway. Full send right into a board. At 80 Ouch. miles an hour. That's that's oh. all I'm sitting there thinking. I'm so lucky I did that in a very slow part of the track. Absolutely. Uh, Jeff Choban, has Ryan applied for a tracks of sponsorship yet? <laughs> I would love one because apparently now I got to get a new car every two races. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't. That that was the deal with the slash. I'm not. I'm not familiar at all with the Vortex. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna play that game. If my car slows down, oh well, I'll just try yep. to drive better. The last stop, uh, I was gonna figure out the names, but I didn't. But the last people I knew that were um, sponsored by Traxxas was this elderly couple in the '90s. And they were like the last people racing Traxxas, but they were pretty damn good for their age. They were making nice. like B's and C's at nationals. Love it. Really? Yeah, they were just an old cut, retired couple that raced. That's all they were. I'm into it because when I was a little kid, Traxxas was like the Team C or whatever. You know, they had the, the affordable racing kit. Kind of. So they were considered a third or fourth team. So um, it was. It's always been associated in Losey, and up until about ninety seven, ninety eight, competing for that third major team, it was always between. Um, Kyosha was there for a little bit, but then they kind of faded off in the earlyish nineties, and then it was um, Schumacher and Traxxas. Believe it or not, Traxxas made a pretty damn good race vehicle if they focused in on it just i don't know take 10 percent of your budget and make something they would decimate you know it it wouldn't be it wouldn't be hard for them to do to come up with a race vehicle so but i think that time is long over for them um, I'm surprised they haven't sued you for racing a basher vehicle. That's what they like <laughs> to do. Sorry. I had to throw that little jab in there. Uh, Alan is, Alan Smith is wondering what is Ryan's thought process when deciding what RC to buy in a race it one time, then sell it for something else as well as coming out of podcast retirement. Uh, well, I, I raced the stadium truck like at least three times so give me some credit yeah. alan no he's he's totally on on the spot with that that was a good jab al um i don't know i i lost my mind last year i bought so many cars i was then, wondering what the hell and you then were I doing had, and then i had buyer's remorse so and uh i'm glad i thinned the fleet to a somewhat manageable number i i honestly should own still less cars than i do but I really like I like the path that I'm doing right now. I'm supporting what's going on right here in my town. Mm-hmm. And so I'm running, you know, a little bit of carpet off-road for fun. Yep. And I'm running on-road and I'm having a blast. And I'm going to tr- I'm still going to try to get some fuel into my nitro car. I don't know if I will this year or not, but I'm um, I'm going to give it a shot. As far as uh the podcast, I'm yeah. I, I'm, I'm refreshed and I'm, I'm glad that I'm, you guys let me come on for a little bit and shoot the shit with you tonight. Yep. That's, um, that's pretty, you know, with me and Joe three, it's always, we have enough, 
we have a lot of vehicles too, but we use them all, and what we don't use gets kicked down yeah, the road. Yeah, you're yeah, you're racing a ton. But I wish I had a track seven minutes from my house like you did. I would change my schedule. Like when we were talking about Sunday racing, I said my Sundays are just too damn good to change schedules for. Mm-hmm. If I had a track that close, I would maybe have to reconsider. I had a really hard time, you know, getting moving the 510 out of my racing program because it's it's still where my heart is. It's 10-scale clay off-road is my favorite thing yeah it just it's so much more convenient and i'm just i am really lucky and i'm thankful to have a track right there in my backyard so while it's here i'm gonna support it right right um yeah more choban he's saying shout out on road racing is gaining steam in minnesota again he says the minnesota on road state champs is this weekend at the deck in duluth um head count was going to be about 70 people last time you looked he goes mmr champs next month always fun dollar you know he's just shout out to all the tracks he's they've been getting about 30 on-road entries he goes uh this Fortech class could be a huge shot in the arm at the right time and you know what i kind of agree i haven't seen the Fortex race but they look like a whole hell of a lot better option than the euro truck am i right absolutely. on that absolutely it's a it's a cheaper it's a cheaper tc3 and that's and, awesome um, that's i awesome. think it's gonna be fine now here's the question i have a warehouse full of tc3 parts in my basement if i were to get a four tech could i put tc3 parts on it i don't know because i don't know what a tc somebody else told <laughs> me that it, it's essentially a <laughs> It's essentially a cheap TC3, okay. and I think they just mean, you know, design, layout, yep, all yep. that stuff. I know what you mean, but it's like the TC3 was um, what kicked us. So it, it's kind of what kicked sedan racing off, because back cool. in 96, sedans came out with the HPI RS4, and the Associated made a stupid two-wheel drive conversion that the, you know, whatever, but then... All along in one year, Yokomo made a great car, Losey made a car, Associated made a car, and a little company called X-Ray came to be. And then, boom, it exploded. So, yeah. Joe, is there is there any more questions for me? I'm looking just for you. Um, Let's see here. It's all about you tonight, Ryan. Yep, it, I know. I'm sorry. Lynn Nielsen is wondering if we're going to be seen, including you, at the Dakota Slideways USRC race in Aberdeen, South Dakota this July. I, I wish you could. I, you're going to do it, right, Joey? Yeah, I'll be there. That's awesome. Um, Still looking for you. Oh, you guys still doing iRacing? What about you, Ryan? I... I, I spent I spent way too much time sitting in my computer chair, so I actually I I still love it. It's still super fun for me, but I I unplugged my my steering wheel and took it away from my computer. Yeah, um, I haven't sat in my cockpit in a year and a couple months. Um, when a PS5 comes out, I'm actually gonna make a whole gaming situation, you know? Or sure. When I can every time. Beth is, I think she knows I won't be able to get one. So every time we go into Target or Walmart, she goes, oh, if they have a PS5, you can have one. (laughs) You know what? One of these days, 
there's going to be a PS5 sitting there. I have <laughs> hope. I have hope. Uh, All right, man. Right uh, so do you got to get to dinner? I, I Yeah, I got to get back to the party. But, right. uh, well, thanks for huge coming. Huge thanks to you guys. Yeah, thank, no, thank you, Joe, and thank you, Joey. Uh, you guys have a great rest of the show, and, and I will see you on show 100. Yo, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, you're just going to have to hang up here, all right? All right, see you guys. See ya, bye. Later, thanks for coming on. Thank you, see ya. Bye. All right, Ryan is now hung up, so let's uh, finish questions, and then we'll get into notes and a couple other things. How does that sound? Sure enough. Um, I kind of lost myself by shuffling through the questions the way I did. I'm trying to catch back up. Um, Patrick is wondering why, Patrick Anderson, why does on-road racing have to be so damn expensive? And I'll tell Patrick this, that it only has to be as expensive as he wants it to be. Um, so you look at a touring car, right? They're six to $700 out of the box, mm-hmm. but you don't need anything else. You know, like a B6.3, let's say before they all went on fire sale, and we'll talk about that in a minute, a B6.3 mm-hmm. was $359, but you had to put a couple hundred dollars into it. It's that type of thing. Yeah. Um, but 12 scale is a cheaper deal, and... I personally enjoy 12 scale more. That's just because it's, it's just so connected to the track. It's like a slot car. A 12 scale is. Mm-hmm. So that's what I prefer. Um, so uh, we'll go back to Lynn's question. Um, are you still planning on going to the USRC race? I do believe so. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably be there. Yeah. I'm 50-50 at this point. I was going to go to the J-Con race, but I think after the spring champs, I might be done with Clay for the foreseeable future. I was waiting for that moment. You were going to say, fuck it, I'm going back to carpet. Well, no, I I was going to be that anyway because um, so for me, it's hard to go back and forth between Clay and carpet. You know what I mean? Yeah. For Joe 3, it's just about damn near impossible. But here's what we will do is we'll go dirt racing in the summer, and then we'll reevaluate in the fall to see what he wants to do and see where he wants to race, and we'll see what's left for racing. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Um, Justin asks, Justin Hazy asks this on our last episode. He goes, um, but we recorded early and we didn't get to answer it. He goes, um, thoughts on the new TZO 200 tires. Have you taken a look at those? Not even remotely. They're going to be the spec tire for the RC2 class for RCGP, I believe. They look okay. Um, but I don't have any personal experience with them. They could be the best tire in the world, or they could just be another, I don't know, just another tire out there. Um, Very well could be. You never know. Yeah. Lonnie Walls is wondering, if white wheels are the fastest, why doesn't everyone run them? Asking for Corey DeRozier. Who uh, asked that? 
Lonnie Walls. Um, I'll say this. So, you know, it's always a joke. White wheels faster, all that. But uh, Jason, Jason Rona actually broke it down between, like, worlds and nationals and all that. And mm-hmm. I believe, and obviously it's the drivers, and obviously it has nothing to do with wheel color. But white wheels have about a 70% win rate over yellow. But, really? Yeah. You know, it's just a joke, and Jason's like, I'm going to do the math on this. <laughs> and, okay. yeah. I mean, I'm personally a white wheel guy. Uh, yellow doesn't look too good with the tealish thing I got going on. I was going to say, it's also uh, it's also what accents your body the best. Yeah. Is why everybody uses white. Mostly everybody's bodies look better with white than they do with uh, yellow. Yeah. There's a couple you can go back and forth with that yellow does actually look really good or better. Like all of um, Steve Nelson's bodies, all of his look way better with the yellow wheels. Well, he's got mostly... Uh, yellow color on his body doesn't he yep he i think he matches the yellow with the yellow on the wheels mm-hmm. so uh jeremiah lucasavitz is wondering is spec 12 the same rules and setup at mmr dollar and lake superior who runs in the summer um close but no um i want to say duluth and mmr a rubber tire, the SJT tire. Dollar Hobby cannot get the SJT tire in, so they're not going to be rubber tires. So Dollar Hobby for Spec 12 is still a foam tire. Now, your setup changes in that, I have no idea. Senior could help you with that, but I believe that's the difference between the two. And in the summertime, the only place I know that runs on road in the summer is MMR on a Wednesday night. Dollar Hobbies might have a program that goes, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is a whole discussion thread that these people need to talk to each other and get on the same page. It's like, I agree in theory, but it's never going to happen. Um, Matt Hintzman is wondering, same question as last week, um, because we didn't get to his either, um, about adjusting the controller and ESC that you wish you knew way sooner. I got an M17. Any tips for it? Well, we've been through this before. Um, Hold on one second. I got to pause this. Um. All right, we're back, and I just got yelled at about the music I listen to when Joe 3's in the car. Hmm. It was uh, uh, Labyrinth, Mount Everest. You know that uh, hip-hop song, Mount Everest ain't got shit on me? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joe 3 uh, was singing that in the car. Hmm. <laughs> I assume your wife didn't like that too much. No, but I love it. <laughs> I love it. So for the M17, we've been through this before. Um, 
You want to turn your feeling down to 3S. You want to turn your speed down to minus 20. And turn the percentage, it says 100. Turn that percentage down to 1%. Um, because so the speed slows down in the beginning of the curve instead of the end of the curve. And there's in and out. Change it to out. That's the biggest things to change on the M17. On the ESC, drive frequency is something I wish I knew when brushless came out. You know, that's a good thing to play with. You know, like stock buggy, you want it between, depending on the layout, you want it in between 2 and 8K. But like with a mod, you want it between like 12 and 24, depending on what's happening. And that just mm -hmm. softens the throttle profile. What about you, Joey? Um, to be honest, I'm not even really 100% sure. Yeah. So you're going to take the tips I gave you and try them out? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I, I, haven't, I haven't gotten to that knowledgeable level to start tuning with that kind of stuff i just kind of go for setting my dual rates my endpoints and then every now and again i'll mess with my throttle curve and my steering curve yep yep every now and again but it's really rare so the thing about it is is um torot is the one who showed me the feeling steve nelson is the one who showed me the speed but Kyle Holmberg was the one who showed me to turn the speed to 1% and then to out. Um, like, I didn't learn this on my own. Uh, I, I had a help from the top guys. Mm -hmm. um, Ryan Mayfield, I know he does what I said. You turn your feelings down to 3S. And you turn your speed down to 20%, or turn it down to minus 20. That's what Ryan Mayfield starts at. Because think about this, if the radio's too damn fast for Ryan Mayfield, 100% it's too damn fast for you. Absolutely. Um, Joe Scaramell is just saying, bad economy, hope it doesn't hurt the RC industry. <sighs> Unfortunately, it will. Unfortunately, the gas prices might keep a lot of the RVs and campers away from the MNRC. Um, hopefully, it doesn't keep the racers away. I hope the guys with the RVs and campers throw their shit in a hatchback with pop-ups and get a hotel room instead. Mm -hmm. I've always thought that the series would be a little bit better. And this is my personal deal because I remember racing the MNRC back in the day really hung over and doing so shitty because of it you know and I know there's still guys that sit and drink all night I bet you it would be I bet you racers would do so much better if they weren't getting hammered so much at the track probably because <laughs> I used to do that myself you know and when I stopped I'm like oh wait wait so I just don't do shitty normally on a Sunday? It's because I was hung over? Well, damn. <laughs> what a concept. Yeah, what a concept. Um, being hydrated and focused is a good thing. 
Um, Frank Miller was wondering, what are your thoughts on how thorough Roar was <laughs> with the last-minute field testing results? Are we going to have a replay of what happened last year? Does Roar need to reform? All right, this was in my this was in my notes, and this is going to kick my notes off. Roar is unfixable, but who the hell is going to replace him? That's what I'm wondering. Where's Ifmar nowadays? Ifmar is still there. No, Ifmar is who Roar. So let's call because it's a little apt. Ifmar is the United Nations. Um, Roar and the United States are the one pumping the numbers up for IFMAR, just like the United States does, pumps the numbers up for the UN. Okay. Okay. I mean, if you've been paying attention to the news, the UN, Ukraine, Russia, all that situation, it all makes sense. Yeah. Um, so IFMAR is, you know, they, they're the... Who the world's that's who Jam Car, the British, I think the BRCA go through, Roar goes through, and a few others go all meld into IFMAR. And that is your biggest hurdle into starting your own organiz- organization. And that's what killed off Norca back in the day, because there used to be a competing organization called Norca. And what happened with them is or IFMAR basically goes to Norca, well, your nationals aren't going to count as world qualifiers anymore. And that killed Norca. So if you're going to compete or replace Roar, your races are going to have to be, your nationals are going to have to be IFMAR world's qualifiers. Does that make sense? Mm. Yep. And I don't know how you crack that nut. I really don't. Um, I'm Joey. I'm just not smart enough to figure it out. I'm not smart enough either. I I know Roar needs to be replaced. I know there's a million things that can be done better. Like, dude, call stock twenty one five and super stock seventeen five because the motors have evolved that much. That should be. Um, you shouldn't be checking fuel tanks with fish tank pumps. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care how mild they say. They say it's mild to inflate. It still pushes. I don't care how mild the inflation it is. It still pushes fuel. They can put any shitty video they want up, and I saw that gauge shoot up. It didn't slowly go up when they started doing it. That gauge shot up. I don't care mm-hmm. if that gauge was one pound. The way it shot up, you're telling me that that can't add one more cc into a tank? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I was talking to Mike Fuller. Mike Fuller is talking about Roar under his uh, Facebook. I go, well, don't let him put that fish fish pump up to your uh, fuel tanks he goes oh i run the boys about 5 cc under legal limit just to be safe just in case i'm like that's why you're an awesome pit man you're not pushing where you don't need to push exactly so literally i think a cc i forget 
they they figured it out last year how many cc's is how many seconds is literally only like ty testman was like two or three seconds of runtime in that one cc mm-hmm. cole ogden i guess cole was way off he kind of forgot to put like uh a spacer or something in the tank to take away the extra. Mm-hmm. So Coles was way off, but Tessman was one CC. So yeah, man. Um, and then are the, the nationals are this weekend, right? Yep. Oof. Dude, they're going to screw people. I don't know how, but they're going to screw people. They'll find a way. Um, I don't like what Roar did. You know, we do got one more question that just got messaged to me. It's from Ian Connor. This is a tired question. Um, Outdoor racing will be starting in May for me. Can you do a rundown of outdoor tire choices for loose and loamy? He goes, I think that's how I describe this track. And what J-Concept compounds means. I watch videos to learn, but have yet to understand what they mean by aqua compound and and whatever the j concept tire guide to a newbie is hard to grasp all right if we're talking j con should we make this easy joey might as well say green reflex oh yeah green reflex green 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 reflex man i can't talk to him i know man green green reflex for uh, morning conditions when the when it's cool outside the track has some moisture in it yep and it's very loamy like he's saying yep and then run uh, when the track is loose you want to run a blue reflex right yeah when it heats up a little bit um i want to say i have aqua reflexes you really would be you don't get into aqua aqua is the uh, compound in between, um, what's that in between blue and red? Yeah. Between blue and green. No, I want to say blue and red because I never got onto aqua this year. I did get onto red a couple times, but when it's time to go on to red, it's obvious. It's like a hundred degrees and the track has yeah. almost a blue groove. Yeah. It's like if you were to put a green tire on that track, you would know it would melt within like two minutes. Mm-hmm. So I would have a set of red. You know, if it's red, would you say you'd be better off on a detox or a rehab? It depends on depends on the condition. If it's rough, I'd be out on like a uh, blocker or a stalker. Yep. When it's grooved up, blue groove, kind of. Not not yeah. blue groove, but like a black groove, and it's really dry, and there's a lot of grip. Yeah. Then I would be on. If you want steering, you'd be on. Want to be on a detox. Yeah. If you just want your regular feel, then you'd want to be on a rehab. Yeah. But again, and even though, then, even then, getting into the blue and red. Yep. Again, just depends on your temperature. Yeah, and and again, you're never wrong. No, we're talking different tires, but you can ninety. Five percent of the time, you can get a reflex to work. Oh, absolutely! But yeah. if you really want to get really in depth to it, that's the way to do it. Yeah, you know, you can like I got a whole bunch of 
aqua and red and all this other stuff that I never ran last year at all. I have brand new aqua rehabs and detoxes mounted up, ready to go, and I couldn't find any real time. And, you know, because it always seemed like, and I don't know where Ian is, but Minnesota, the summers have been cooler. So I think I went on to red one time. I don't know, though. But I was mainly green and blue. Mainly. Yeah, I was, uh, I peaked at red a couple times, like when we were at Loose Nuts. Yeah. I had a set of uh, red reflexes. So that's where I screwed up. Um, so Loose Nuts was that one day gig because yep. we had to do it for um, rain the next the day. So, which it didn't even rain the next day, it did. Did it? Yes. I, I don't. I, I kind of thought it didn't. It rained the next day at about 11 o'clock. And well, good thing we did it on that one Saturday, then. Yes. We've done it before. Like, one time a few years back, we ran it one day, Duluth. It was 100% going to rain the next Sunday and not a drop. That was the one race I actually podiumed an e-buggy, and I didn't even say I wasn't even there for the pony. Yeah, race. yeah. You know, it's it's those things. It's it's a tough call you got to make. But um, you know, that's where I did screw up. So I was running. I was running. I started the day on reflexes, and then I went to a rehab. I went to a blue rehab, and the car was great, and it was getting to be the end of the day. So I went on to a red rehab. And that was a mistake because during the race, the sun started tucking behind the trees and the track started cooling off. It started out the race really good. And then within 10 minutes, the car went from, dude, this is awesome. This was the right call. To, this was 100% the wrong freaking call. <laughs> I, I'm sure you've had that. The only time... The only time I've been, like I said, I've been on a rehab or a detox is when, again, the track is forming a group and it's, that's, there's just a little bit of dust, but they're not, there's not that much dust. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Reflexes, blue and green. You know what? Have one set of red reflexes just in case. Keep it simple to there and then dial it, you know. I'll be honest, you're super new, so you're not going to be blowing apart tires like a lot of us would be. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. When you're super new, you're not putting the power down the same way. Holy crap, we got a um, couple more. Kino is wondering the Roar Tank Test video thoughts. We went through that. Um, Connor goes, Ryan's aware of my thoughts, on less qualifying and more racing one qual and bumps make the day come for something sick of waiting around all day to qualify not a bad idea um it sucks being at the track past four o'clock it really does but that's the way it goes sometimes and again you know there's ryan on one of ryan greening's last episodes we we're talking about it Race reports 
are done totally wrong, but we're not seeing how to fix it. Same with qualifying. Mm -hmm. Qualifying for RC is done totally wrong, but we're not seeing the way to fix it. So it's like, I think we need a whole bunch of ideas and then, you know, and then kind of try to figure out which is best and try to get, try to get a good amount of the tracks on the same page. That's another thing. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry. This one's going a while. Let's, uh, burn out through notes quick. How does that sound? Perfect. Do you have any notes? I don't. Oh, that's fine. I do. Cause like I said, I start taking notes the second we stop recording basically. I should probably get better at that. Um, all right. Hey, if you want a ran out of talent t-shirt or your local tracks t-shirt like MMR or 510 or whatever, go to pwrmerch.com and in the search bar, search for what you'd like. Ran out of talent's got a few of them with there's uh logo the Corey Hens design. There's a classic logo. And also there's the if you ain't got balls, you ain't going fast shirt. I gotta order one of those. I still haven't ordered Me one. Me too, dude. I just forget about it every time. Um let's see here. Oh thank God. Uh Venom Electronics is bankrupt, so there goes those bombs. <clears throat> I'm I was happy about that. Um, after DNC, Seth Van Dalen is back in the top 25. So congrats to him. Um, RCGP will be paid subscription only if you want to watch live. Man, they're just trying to suck each and every inch of money they can out of people. Yep. Okay. It can suck. And I was really pissed off when I heard about it, but I'm glad I took a little bit of time. To think about it. And here's what's going to happen. Is I'm going to pay for the ones that I can watch live. I'm not going to wake up super early in the morning like Formula One or none of that. It's RC racing. It's not Formula One. But like the United States rounds or something like that, I'll pay for them to watch them live. Sure. Um, But I'm not going to pay for a whole season. Right. That's $180. But I'll pay for a couple for sure. And yeah. I think people in, you know, they're, should do the same. If you can watch it live without screwing with your sleep, go for it. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of teams got announced. Um, oh, my favorite is uh, the team associated one. Is Angaro in Aiden Horn? Mm-hmm. Uh, JQ and Mayakos has two teams. There's a Mayako team that we announced last time. And then there's a JQ Motorsports team, which is going to have a couple of young drivers. So Mayako's going to have four cars on the track. Um, I know S-Works 
dude, go to the RCGP Instagram page or the Facebook page. Almost, well, all the pro teams are full. Pro teams are full. There's no more room. Everything's been announced. It's pretty awesome. So I am pumped for the United States rounds for sure. Um, we talked about the roar BS. Roar is going to roar. We're going to turn that into a verb. Roar has roared all over themselves. Corey Hens. What? Corey Hens, where you at? We got another shirt for you to make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roar, I, you know, Roar's uh, the litigious type. I wouldn't make a shirt of that. <laughs> All right. Now, this is what I wanted to end on. And I'm a 50% driver for Team Associated. So I'm going to say this. I don't know what the hell is coming down the pipe. I know what you know. Maybe I know it 20 minutes before the general public. Um, but it's kind of obvious they're coming out with a new two-wheel drive buggy. Doesn't seem kind Again? of obvious. Huh? Again? Yeah. But it seems kind of obvious, doesn't it? Everybody's on sale and A-Main told their places that A-Main distributes to that they can drop below map price. I mean, they don't do that out of the kindness of their heart. You know, they might do a deal like that for uh, Black Friday, but they're not going to do it in the springtime. Guess is Team Associated's going to come out with a new buggy. But like I said, if you just... Well, Truggy's going to be down the line. For sure. I know. But for sure, you know, new Nitro Buggy and new E-Buggy. A Truggy for sure is down the line. But I'm going to guess it's going to be a a totally different platform. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what they're going to do. It ha- probably looks similar to what the buggies look like. I think so. I think that they're squeezing every little bit they can. I, I don't see a real revolution happening in the 10-scale world. But let's say you got a, I said it earlier, let's say you got a newish B6.3. There's nothing wrong with your car. You don't. Not at all. You don't need the brand new stuff right away. Wear your stuff out first and then get the new one. I mean, hell, look at me. I'm rebuilding my B6.2 right now. Yeah, exactly. The only thing I, I mean, there's rear pivot stuff with the beast between the B62 and the B63, but the only other recommended thing I would say to do is do the servo upgrade where you drill through the chassis and put the B6.3 mount on. Yep. That makes the steering so much more consistent. But it's a cheap upgrade to do. And you you don't need a template or anything like that where the holes are on the side rail. You just drill drill right through that. And that's where it'll line up. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, I'm I'm just letting you know I have no idea. You know, I wish I did, but I don't. I don't. 
Ooh, you know, I might got I might have made a call speaking of. I might get the new Ungaro motor. Uh oh. I don't even know what it is, to be honest. It could be a B twenty one oh four with an Ungaro head. It could be I think a, it's a B twenty one oh four. Yeah. But I could be getting one here in my near future. I'm hoping to get an email back tomorrow, so that's kind of exciting for me. And then, Hell yeah. Yeah. And then that way I can start getting Joey's nitro buggy ready to go for the season. And when Beth, so Beth and I are going to Vegas. So I want to record in, in two weeks, I should be just back from Vegas. And I want to record. Because, um, what are you squeaking over there, Joey? <laughs> That's my hinge pin on my front bulkhead. I need to polish all my hinge pins. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. You know, a drill and some green scotch bright does wonders. I used uh, metal polish. Yeah. Yeah, that'll work well. Um, but what I was going to say is, um, so I'm going to be in Vegas during the first round of the NCTS. I'm just excited to go and watch and maybe report on some new things I see in the pits. I'm only going to be there for a couple hours, maybe on a Friday, maybe on a Saturday. But I am definitely... I'd go for qualifying, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm going to... Dude, my wife still thinks I did this on purpose, was scheduled the vacation... I'm like, I didn't at all. It just seemed like such a good weekend to get out. But whatever day we're going to go, I'm going to be paying close attention to the pits. I'm going to be talking to people. We're going to have a lot of people from Minnesota going. Um, me and, um, God, I'm so tired. Uh, me and Kate and Voss are going to be taking the same flight to Vegas. Oh, cool. I, I bet you there's a whole bunch of Minnesota RC guys on that flight to Vegas because it's the early, early morning uh, Thursday flight mm-hmm. on Delta because Delta's not a shit airline. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, do you got anything else? We've been going for a while. <laughs> it's been like almost two hours. Yeah, well, we missed we missed 12 or 13 minutes of it. <laughs> Damn it, Ryan. It wasn't Ryan's fault. It was my fault for not... <laughs> I hit record, but I on this you have to hit record and the unpause button for it to start recording again. And I just plain slipped my mind, so... Hey, it happens. Yeah, anyways, guys, uh, yeah, like I said, check out our shirts on pwrmerch.com. Um, sorry, check out the Dakota Slideways Clubs. We're really happy to have them on as a podcast sponsor. Get ready for their race in the beginning of July. And guess what, Joey? We've ran out of talent. Have a good night, guys. Later, guys.